You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hello. Also, hello. Guess what? We have a guest. We brought in another human, because two wasn't enough this week, and... Also, she was hanging out with us anyway, and so we decided to record a podcast, because she's on our list of podcasting people. Yay! This is Erin. Erin, would you like to introduce yourself to the adoring fans of the Riverdale Gang podcast, or would you like we Ryan and I to introduce you? you I would, actually, I'm very interested in, in having somebody else <laughs> introduce me. If you, let, let it be known that you offered. When it's this true. inevitably gets uncomfortable, <laughs> I did not suggest this. So Erin Kirsch is a local poet, a writer, um, a community organizer, an activist who um, has shared social circles with both myself and Chloe um, for a number of years now, um, who I always I knew for years, but who didn't I didn't know properly until uh, she happened to be in Japan when I was living in Japan. So after like a five year false start friendship we (laughs) hung out in a magical forest next to harajuku uh and it was that with me when we were i was in it was a pretty good first friend date though i'm not gonna lie to you it was pretty (laughs) it was definitively and aesthetically epic yeah Um, i really loved it i believe you bought me a piece of poetry from the temple oh yeah while waiting i still have mine yeah oh yeah mine is in in my my box of special things of japan so that's what I I won't I won't make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call anything that. <laughs> Nothing is called my box of special things. Do continue. Chloe's half. Um, I um know Aaron from university. Erin uh, and I um did we graduate the same year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hmm. we graduated hmm. the same year from the BFA in creative writing at UBC. We're both very before, practical people. Before the omelet hit the fan, <laughs> and. Um, oh. now that the omelet has been cleaned off the fan... It has I, it? It has. I present to you Margaret Atwood. No, no, I mean our particular fan. Our particular fan. This, okay. yes. this egg has been chucked in the compost this bin. Particular there is still, this particular egg of this particular fan. Okay, There right. is still a dozen, uh, 11 more I'm really dozen. losing the plot with this, That's <laughs> this okay. metaphor. Here. I also got distracted by your earrings. Those are good um, earrings. To throw context oh, for you. those of you who aren't UBC creative writing alum, there is a um, large kerfuffle over an awful man in the department that uh, dragged the reputation through the dirt and uh, divided the Canadian literary community. Still going on. Very, very interesting if you care for small social circles that take themselves very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. You're in the right crowd with (laughs) (laughs) And the Riverdale Um, Gang podcast. Potentially. Um, And I um, didn't... Erin's a wonderful poet, and I would sit next to... uh, Across from her often in poetry class and, like, Mm -hmm. listen to her poetry, and that was wonderful. And um, I also remember very distinctly a um, class we had with a teacher who shall not be named that Aaron wrote a screenplay for that this teacher did not understand. Oh, and, yeah! Yeah, and I was, remember sitting next to Aaron while she, she was receiving this feedback and just feeling so mortified on her back. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, what happened was that it was like part one and it was like to be continued and uh-huh. it was treated as though it was a complete piece and people were like, this is not a very satisfying ending. As, as I was if like, they well, didn't read course, the last of line. Of course it isn't. It isn't <laughs> ending, you're correct. I forgot 
about that. Oh, yeah. that was unpleasant. Good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are things I remembered. That's and in then, your brain, right? Focus and on then, the awkward memories, Chloe. Bring them up first. <laughs> yes. Lead with that. And Set then, a tone. And then almost six years went by, and I called Ryan on the occasion of a friend of mine's birthday that mm. Ryan was already at, figuring okay. out if I needed to be there, and this voice from the past answered, <laughs> answered the phone. I had no idea who it was. Oh, yeah. I literally was like, give me the phone. And I was like <laughs> trolled for a good 35 seconds until Aaron revealed her identity, and I went, oh, it's Aaron! <laughs> anyway, so here's Aaron on the podcast. Mm. Hi. Um, I, I want to flag um, one of my favorite bits of your, like, chill community art actions. Oh, um, yes. Cool. Uh, Aaron posts all of her writing rejections publicly in social Respect. media and shares them and tallies them and counts them, and it's one of my favorite yeah. things of little, like, yeah, we're all in this horrible, horrible mess of a system together. <laughs> Hear it all. Here it is. Gross and bare. And it never ceases to make me feel a little better. Oof, and is it hot in here? Because, like, thank you. <laughs> it also hypes up the occasional acceptance letter, like, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean... Aaron's getting you. published. Yay! Not not as often as Aaron's getting rejected. Um, so to introduce myself, I'm Aaron. I've lived with myself for 27 years. It's very difficult. Um, now let's talk about Riverdale. I want to hear, oh. as the fresh voice, um, your thoughts on Riverdale. Just like, what what do you like about this show? Why are you watching it with us? What do you hate so much you enjoy watching? Uh, what is it? You just don't know what to blame. Like, is it the writing? Is it the acting? What What is going wrong here? <laughs> it's well. incredible hodgepodge of everything. And yet, I, I mean... I like, I like things that are, it's kind of like a pug. You know how a pug is so <laughs> ugly, it's cute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or hairless cats. No, I love hairless I, I cats, very unironically. Okay, don't. so we've got, okay. we've got literally all one. three possible perspectives. <laughs> on the hairless of hairless cats. <laughs> um, but pugs, I can understand. Sure. This show is a pug full of abs. <laughs> abs? What? Yes. Oh! A pug with uh, rolling abs. Uh, shown as often as possible. Uh, that is a meme I want to make. I'm going to make that meme. It's a meme I will not look for. <laughs> Ab pug. <laughs> um, it's real bad. It's so bad. And I actually didn't think I was going to keep watching it after I saw the first two episodes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Because I was like... That is not the feeling I had, but go on. I was like, this is... What am I doing? I should be writing or cooking or calling my grandmother who probably misses me. And like, (laughs) but here we are. I'm watching it with my buddy Shale Geffen, Mm. who like is my sort of high school friend who lives in Australia. And I was like, what is a nice thing we can do together living in different time zones? And the answer is hate watch something. Yeah. We can hate watch something. So Mm -hmm. Riverdale, thank you for uh, giving me and my buddy Shale, something to talk about. And I actually didn't know any of my other friends watched it until I saw Ryan and Chloe at this party the other weekend. And they were like, we have a Riverdale podcast. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) That's that's amazing. And I'm really excited that I get to hate watch along with all of you. Yay. I think we hate love watch, to be fair. Yeah. You are... So welcome to hate watch with us yeah. while we hate love watch. And I'm really excited for what that dynamic is going to be like. I also recognize that hate watch comes comes with a beat of something. Oh, yeah. Something delightful. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. I mean. I've hate watched a lot, a lot of 
too many shows. <laughs> and also, I, I recently learned the term hate watch. It's great. It's great. Love it. It's great. It's And it's not how I, like, these days I hate watch Game of Thrones mm. because I'm in too deep and I just need closure. Yeah. Some 41 is playing in my head. Because I'm in too deep. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. That's interesting. I, I, like, Game of Thrones is an interesting one for me because I Mm -hmm. hate watch for the politics, Mm. but I love watch for how well it's written. I think it's a well-written show. I've never read the books. Whoa. I've never touched the books. I don't ever want to touch the books. There's a bunch of quotes from that Emmy Award-winning episode with the Sand Snakes that I really have to pull up. Uh, every time I th- someone praises Game of Thrones writing. As a I, person I won't quote them here. Cause... Who does not watch Game of Thrones and just heard the Emmy Award winning episode about the Sand Snakes. I'm highly <laughs> entertained. That says it's a lot, doesn't it? I am Sand Snakes, right? Right? For sure. Those ones. For sure. So what I don't, I don't really know. Um, being a hearing impaired person, podcasts mm. are not really generally my medium. Right. So... I have not actually shamefully listened That's to this fine. podcast. So good. Um, so here tell with me us. what... Okay. You're the Luke Skywalker of this quest. How dare you, sir? Sorry. That well, is very insulting. An uh, outsider from a desert You planet? could be the Ray of this podcast. I don't know if that's better. Okay. It's much better. <laughs> Trust it's, me, yes. it's better. Can I be the... Can I be BB-8? I'm BB-8. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I can never be the things I want. There can no, you be or the things my parents there want. There can be, be many BB-8s <laughs> you in be, my world. Yeah, you can be BB-8 My too. world is surrounded just, by little friendly, sure. friendly balls of robots. I feel, yeah, I'm feeling it. I feel very connected to the robots in Star Wars. I also feel very connected to the lion in Steven Universe, but that's a subject for another I podcast. Lion. You can be a lion. You were about to ask a question. I was and about Steven to. Steven Universe is going to eat our life. You're right. If, if we open direction. the Steven Universe uh, door. That's almost like a special feature side podcast where we just watch all of Steven Universe together. I, I don't hate this idea. I, what's to hate? But what was your question? <laughs> um, how does the podcast work? Oh, yeah. Well, no, actually. I was oh. going to ask you what... You very specifically, you very specifically jumped to love watching, yeah, love hate watching. What um, the line? What source is the love? What's the source of the love for mm. you? For Riverdale, they're mm. trying mm. so hard with so many things. That they, <laughs> they don't quite get it there. They don't. There are the moments where my heart actually sings in this show are few and far between, but I see them like chugging up that hill pretty often. And a lot of those, you know, those quests break down on the side of the highway. But there's so much good intention. <laughs> I really feel there is so much good intention. And there are, I truly believe there are brilliant television makers in roles in this show. Oh, I'm sure. Operating within the um, clunky framework of the CW that they're given. Mm. Right? Um, I feel like there are so many glimpse of, glimpses of, like... Staring through the show, through the screen, right through that, like, dailies camera into the eyes and soul of a smart young television maker who is not yet in a position to actually um, wave all the flags that they clearly get, mm. but who are doing, doing the most to slip it in there into this trash heap structure. 
that's that's I all these little glimmers that I feel that's like that's very tender. Yeah. That was very tender. I feel good about that. That's basically how I feel. I feel like a bunch of talented people got together to make money in the show. That's how <laughs> that's how I feel about Wonderful. this show. Um and um I also I also don't have moments where I hmm. like praise <laughs> in this show, but um I like where what it touches on and what it didn't hasn't done messily. I was impressed mm-hmm. with Cheryl's experience. Yep. I was um I was impressed with how they handled Kevin's very specific queer white small town mm-hmm. man experience. And I was impressed by stuff in this episode and then also not. Um <laughs> I'm impressed we'll by things there. they tried. In I'm this impressed episode. by things they tried in this um, episode. I feel like I should mm-hmm. confess that I I might be quite unfairly harsh on Riverdale just because this genre has never worked for me, even mm. when I was the right age for it. Right. When all of my friends were losing their like their uh I'm trying not to swear. Their marbles <laughs> over the OC. Yeah. I was just like, this is terrible with mm. good music. And my beloved partner, Tyler, loves the OC still. He, th- he thinks it's a masterpiece of television. And um, <laughs> uh, I just agreed to watch it because I love him so much, you know. And I just, <laughs> there's only so much you. you can do for love, is yeah. all I'm saying. And the OC has pushed that limit. Well, he pitched it to I'm... me. He knows his audience. He pitched it to me. By describing it as Sandy Cohen trying to navigate living in a waspy neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. Here and then I was that. like, what lies are you telling me? <laughs> um, Look, this one specific hook that is almost never mentioned. <laughs> almost never, but it's there. It's there in the identities. They just don't notice it. I was really impressed with the pitch. But I, I just, I, this is not a genre that, that I am the target audience for it to begin with. Mm. So it's probably doing a lot of things right that just go right over my head. This is the only show like this I've ever watched, actually. Like, I never watched Glee. I never mm. watched The O.C. I never watched... You're not uh, missing anything. What else? What other other... Gossip shows? Girl. Gossip I never, Girl. I've never watched Gossip Girl. I, Gossip Girl never made on my radar. I was I was deep in the Glee for the first little while. Deep in the Glee. And the Ryan for, Karen story. <laughs> deep, deep in denial for how bad Glee got how quickly. I held on <laughs> to those first 13 episodes in my heart for way too long. And I've like, I've, I've casual watched Grey's Anatomy for like a decade now. Um, without, Hmm? Has it been going on that long? It's on like the 14th season. Whoa, it's never, wow. it's It'll it's die when going? The Simpsons dies. It, actually, it'll die when Ellen Pompeo, the lead actress, decides she's done. Oh. That's, that's, like been openly stated by most of the creative team. Interesting. Um, that they're, they're going to milk that cash cow as long as Ellen Pompeo uh, is down for being the milkmaid. Um, wow! I'm really that. excited for your sharp biting commentary. Um, you get to talk I feel to the like show. we are often too too kind at moments. <laughs> I will I I will say that I think. Uh, on my own, silently, without an audience who are, like, on this ship with me, I'm probably, I'm, I'd probably be a little more critical. And I'm mm. really excited to get that vibe in. And also to share what I am liking and loving in the moment with you. Good. I would like to, I would like to get the love. And I also, the weird thing about this show is I feel, even though I, I'm not really 
interested in celebrities or celebrity culture personally. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel a, a sort of tenderness mm-hmm. for the actors on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah just because I there's like too. a sincerity that they go for. Yeah. And I, so I, I feel bad being so critical, especially because like, what have I ever done? Not much, to be honest. Like, Aaron's written a lot of really excellent poetry. But I've written anyway. a lot of, like, yeah, poetry. Um, all poets say that. Yeah, and I know that probably I'm all poet. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I interrupted you. Go on. I, I agree about so, like, loving these So, like, it's hard to be babies. such a hater on these people where I'm like, no, but keep going. I'm cheering for you. Um, I don't know why I'm cheering for you per se, because I don't know you and you're doing much, much better than me and don't need my support, (laughs) but I'm cheering for you. So being, you know, uh, an acerbic, miserly misanthrope such as I am, I would like to preface it by saying, good for you, cast of Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have all the things you want. They, they do. <laughs> they probably do, yeah. They're, They're well, fine. If they negotiate reasonably well. Mm. Well, they don't have to do that. Their agent does, right? Well, it varies. I think that sometimes you need to tell your agent to negotiate. Oh, or right. They won't. Especially if, like, some of the day players in here. Neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I have one more question for you before we maybe jump our way in, unless Chloe has anything else no, to add. No, go for it. I want to know who you like. Who are your favorite characters in Riverdale? Oh. Also, Aaron asked the important question of who is who? Who are we on Team Hiram or Team FP for, for Hottest Dad? Yeah, and we seem to have split votes here. I am I am Team FP. I'm Team FP. Skeet Ulrich does. I'm Team for Hiram, me? man. I mean, I think Team okay. F- I think FP is super hot. Yeah, but mm-hmm. something about Hiram Lodge just works for me. I'm like, yep, more of you, please. When uh, when we finally met him, I was just like, this show just got like seven times better. I'm in. I will watch another episode. Thank you. Interesting. Um, although I've heard my friend, uh, my aforementioned friend in Australia yes, 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 yes. would say Fred Andrews. What? I know. Hmm. Unconventional choice, but I'm happy for you, Fred Andrews. Good like the, for you. The beardy dad look for some people. Yeah, he's cute. He's a handsome man. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. But I was... I was surprised. When I look at FP, I'm like, I don't want to ask what your age is because I don't care. (laughs) Whereas with Fred Andrews, it's just sort of like, yeah, you you look like a cool uncle to me. It's good. It's good. Um, It's hard to answer what characters I... I I like Tony. I like Cheryl. I want Tony and Cheryl to eventually be together. Yeah, we've talked about that. Rumors suggest. Really? There's, there's, there's some redacted spoiler photos that are hinting some things no. that would make us all real happy. No. I, if it pays off. That would be such magic. Um, right. And I love Whoa. Reggie. I know he's not really a character yet, <laughs> but I can't help but love the guy. When Reggie's mom appeared in that one episode, I was so happy. <laughs> They had yeah. such a fun little half a second dynamic. I have to say, that actor does really well with the lines he's given, like, don't make me flex. Mm-hmm. You're so transparent, Reggie, and he nods. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay, so, like, fully self-aware. So, Reggie, Cheryl, Tony. I don't know. It's so it's hard now that I'm on the spot. We're going to be watching. I'm like, oh, I like this character. Great. I, I feel you like you liked the Lodges earlier. I do, yeah. like, I do like the Lodges. Um. Not so much Veronica, but again, not through any fault of the actress. Yeah. Um, just 
because I, I think the outfits kill me a little bit. I can't take them seriously. I, they're just, they're like, what is your idea of a stereotype of a rich kid from the preppiest, preppy school, mm-hmm. from like the waspiest part of Connecticut, mm-hmm. and let's just put it on this person who is probably too young and cool and trendy to actually wear them? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they do, they're, they're like, she's like trendy per the Upper West Side, which he's from, from like 2002, I want right. to say. It just, it, Kind of conflicts with me. But I like all her cool little book references. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are nice. But yeah, I do yeah. like the lodges. I'm down for the lodges. I like the sketchy rich people. Yeah. I, Why not? Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to be on a deep, deep sugar trash train, let's just embrace all of these questionable human beings who oh. we... Also, we know and love. As far as sexy moms go, I think Hermione Lodge Ooh. is queen. Mm-hmm. No question. Mm-hmm. Although, I have mm-hmm. to say, all the moms are really holding it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper mm-hmm. doing doing some stuff. Oh, my God. That that outfit? The, the, the one? snake outfit? Yeah, the snake outfit. <laughs> the snake I was just outfit. like, your body is better than mine, and you've probably got 15 years on me. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so, and, and the question I want to ask, because I am at my core a grubby-hearted pessimist, which characters are you like, ugh, blech, about? Mm, oh. Hal um, Cooper. Yeah, Ryan hates Hal Cooper. Hal Cooper needed, needed to be the Black Hood so he would leave. <laughs> this is what I, that, that, like, you couldn't have disappointed me more, Riverdale, by not getting rid of Hal Cooper. You hear that, Riverdale? You disappointed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Um, I don't know who I hate. That's a good question. I, I did not like the Blossom Father <laughs> at all. I'm so pleased he's dead. Mm-hmm. No regrets. I didn't think the character was well written. I don't think he was interesting. I didn't like that actor. Sorry. I'm sure you're <laughs> a nice human being. Um, and again, we've accomplished nothing, so don't yeah, feel bad. I'm a <laughs> copywriter for a corporation. I have nothing to brag about. Um, um, I'm a bureaucrat. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, great. we'll talk about that after the episode. Yeah. I'm interested in Aaron's bureaucratic <laughs> job. Um, who I, I did not like the Blossom Father. I was not mm-hmm. crazy about the Blossoms, period, for a but long Cheryl? time. For a long time. Okay. I like the Blossoms. Just come around? Postman. Okay. Like Postman Blossoms. Mm-hmm. Postman Blossoms. Now that all the male Blossoms name. are dead. Postman Blossoms? Postman Blossoms. True. <laughs> and it's True. like, is Postman one word? Is there a little dash? Is it like a man who carries your post? True. The possibilities True. are endless. Endless. True. There's probably like six. Sarah Blossom's eventual um, spin-off series. <laughs> <laughs> um, although my other band name, I was posting about this show, and as we all know, sex work has come to Riverdale. Yeah. I'm sure Woo-hoo. it was always there. In and layered ways. In layered ways. And um, I accidentally posted about sex walk instead of sex work. That mm-hmm. is definitely my new band name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's snuggle up and listen to this show. Okay. All right, gang, you here with us still? I'm ready for the Netflix sounds? Betty unearths dark secrets about her but brother. Doom. Do you need a blanket? How so, are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. So, right. Aaron didn't get to the end of this episode. Yeah, sorry about it. We have the wrong episode. I'm thrilled by this. I must say because, um. Um, Can we, we talk distracted. about how like this dude just comes up to Archie and is like, I'm an FBI agent, and Archie's like, yeah, I don't question that, that's okay. I'm going to team up with you against my girlfriend's parents. Yeah. Yes. This is... 
I'm, I'm here for this plot because I think it's taking us back to a more person-centered sort of ridiculousness. Um, whereas that is not what I got out of the Black Hood. Hmm. Um, I was not ultimately terribly satisfied with the Black Hood result. No. No, it wasn't terribly satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping... Um, it also uh, suits my uh, personal Ooh. read on Archie that he's... Uh, a pawn for everybody in every way and yeah. that is his role in life like is... good heart apparently real poor critical thinker mm-hmm. yes no judgment N- needs someone are... else no come on let's not hate along. on jocks i think jocks have been unfairly treated <laughs> fair this I mean... is a very particular perspective on a jock on our screen right now the shirts and skins basketball game which i do not hate that is what i am here for it's a visual aesthetic I won't complain about. More Reggie always, please. Yes. Is it Dude makes a lot of money games? for okay. shows, for episodes where he is otherwise basically just an extra. Good, I hope Dude so. Dude makes a lot of money. So, here we get the beginning of um, the General Pickens plot. Yeah. And like, this. Um, <laughs> the Blossoms legacy in Riverdale and Jughead looking moody. Which Surprise. brings me to the fact that this show ends up addressing colonialism. Yeah. And I felt so uncomfortable and so pleased all at the same time. Mm. Hang tight, Riverdale gang. We'll see where this goes. We'll ride this train all the way to the Truth this and Reconciliation day. Commission, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the sneaky, sneaky plots. Uh, where everybody is scheming and Archie catches them. And for just a moment... Archie has agency. Just for a moment. Just. Yeah. What? What? He's not in this scene. What do you mean? Oh, he shows up in a sec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, I found Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Fred Anders. (laughs) I see you sitting next to Hiram Lodge. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Mm -hmm. just like... No. No. Yeah. I'm seeing your your Hiram thirst. Mm. I'm getting that. I don't know if it's a thirst per se, so much as a deep-seated visceral appreciation. <laughs> Great phrasing. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, by the way, I found out Sheriff Keller's first name. It's Tom. Tom Keller. Tom Keller. Tom Keller. I've I'll been calling it. him Sheriff Keller and accidentally calling him Kevin Keller for almost the entire duration of this podcast. I'm impre- intrigued by how in on this the sheriff is. Yeah, right? that's true. I like. I wonder, like, because obviously he and. Mary McCoy are having an affair. I wonder if he knows. Wait, what? Yeah. They were? Yeah. Remember the, like, the Halloween-y one in November? I'm gonna be honest. A lot of... They cram so much into these episodes that really (laughs) ultimately serves nothing and goes nowhere that most of it, Mm -hmm. much like Quadratic Equation, goes right out of my brain. (laughs) I mean, there is, like, there's definitely, like, some... I mean, Veronica won't kiss Archie when he's sweaty. You want to kiss him yeah. when they're sweaty. She doesn't like his pheromones because they're wrong for each other. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, if, if, yeah. So here's how Being berating, berating his potential son. I don't think it's his son. I think it's yeah. FP's son. And I think that's a little salty. That's my read. Um, you say all these things you don't know. And then Jughead and Betty get to share a sibling because that's another way for CW to be edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's producing the more Mortal Instruments is Netflix, isn't it? I don't know what that is. That's another I like. I don't know what that is. Is it incest? It is. It's not. It is. It's not. Weird plot thing. Oh, I God. have. Which, what is okay? Yeah. 
right? I think incest is fine yeah. when it's consensual and there's no babies. I, I just feel like it's become very trendy as a yep. plot device lately. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And I, I just am not sure where it, like, what is the, yeah, why what are is we, the market for this? Why are we fascinated by this? I would the, like to know. I think syrup, just the, the taboo poking. Maple syrup, Riverdale. Oh. Whoa, hey. symbolism. Oh, yeah, it here's seems... the FBI agent who you think is a snake in the grass. I just. You think he's snaky? I think well, he's not, that not an FBI agent, and I also think he Ooh. could stand to, you know, pause between sentences, take a beat every now and again, <laughs> try inhaling. He also only appears in the edge of shadows in uh, in empty classrooms or garages. I think maybe it's to highlight the cheekbones. It's a figment mm. of Archie's imagination. Maybe that's the plot twist. Do, do, do. Uh, uh, I don't. Do, do. I don't trust you with that kind of plot, Riverdale. No. I trust you with more than I should. No hallucinations, please. I want to know what's going to happen with Polly and her cult. <laughs> they just dropped that one in yeah. a real casual, like. Did you notice that? I did notice that, and I was just like, okay. Because sure. as with everything Riverdale does, I'm like, oh, you're trying to add shock value by dropping in this thing <laughs> you think is, like, really out there and pushing limits, but actually mm-hmm. has no impact because you don't explore one thing deeply. You mm-hmm. casually... It's like throwing every spice possible onto a dish, except the dish is cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Our oatmeal True. cannot take True. berries and cinnamon and mustard and ketchup and cumin and, <laughs> and ice cream Relish. and teriyaki sauce all at once. My poor Cheerios. Also, um, the the other show I was binging this week was uh, the new season of Grace and Frankie. I've heard if of that. You're all familiar. Grace it's, and Frankie? it's a spectacular yeah, like right. buddy comedy with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Tony, and sorry, Tony. Okay, back to really. Yeah. I mean, Tony's on on stage screen, and it's really important. She's um, very cool and attractive. She's yeah, very cool and attractive. I feel like they never quite know how to write her. I feel like they always write Tony's lines as if, like, this is what she has to say, right? She has to understand these things, and she has to say these comments. And ah, uh, I question whether they really get her perspective yet, especially with this episode. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean, I haven't seen all of this episode. I find that she's one of the more consistent characters. Because mm. hmm. certainly, especially the adults on this show, they can't make up their minds what their motivations <laughs> are and, like, what's, mm-hmm. like, what their characterizations are. Like, when Hermione was randomly, like, Evil, don't mess sexy, with me. Yeah, and it's just like, what? what, what are... Which one and are I mean, you today? As long as you're on screen, I'm happy. Because Hermione, yeah. if you're out there, you're, like, the most beautiful woman. And 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. good work. Congratulations mm-hmm. to your parents. She was the spectacular sexy mom for first season. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, here's this other plot with Archie and <laughs> his girlfriend's father measuring their dicks. The we- now, the weird I don't think this is normal behavior. Maybe it's because my father wasn't one of these Macedonian spear fathers. <laughs> like... He was very chill. I actually asked him once. I was like, Dad, does it bother you that I have sex? And he went, I keep waiting for it to, and it never does. <laughs> I was about 19 at the time, and I don't get this. I don't get this thing that this boy and this man are doing over the daughter girlfriend. I don't get it. <sighs> There's so much to dig into there, but we need to point out the fact that this show just established right now, Tony is a black, queer, indigenous woman. Uh... With lines. With lines, and <laughs> character and motivation and plot. And 
no matter how much they seem to be relegating her to Jughead sidekick slash maybe, but not romance interest, but then on to something better, they just keep throwing in things about her that I'm so excited to see on my television screen. Also, this, like, very, this very opaque, like, yes. Like, why are you surprised by this, Jughead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, white guy came in and wiped out a bunch of indigenous people. And Jughead's like, what? Not General Piggins? <laughs> Not Riverdale. A general here. killing mm-hmm. people? Particularly oh, no. indigenous people? You don't say. This yeah, actor is history. in Twilight. Is he? I think. There is a reasonably small pool of First Nations actors in the West Coast. And yeah. Well, maybe it's not Twilight. There's a lot of overlap. I recognize this actor, though. Um, yeah. I've seen him in something. Um, I like how on Tony's side this show is. How on Grandpa Topaz's side this show is. I appreciate how reasonable they make her. Yeah. Um, like, it's nice to see... Um, uh, and admittedly, cis female, at least to this point, it hasn't mm-hmm. been contrasted. A uh, woman who's portrayed as like reasonable and even-headed, even in the face of like adversity. Yeah. Um, instead of being like... I got distracted by the plot. Who are we talking about? Tony. Still. Oh, yeah. Always Tony. Tony. Always, oh, yeah. sorry. As Sierra McCoy, who also now has a name, uh, has some plot. But I... I Betty's I, not wearing I, a pastel, you guys. No, it's because she's about to hear about her brother. Yep, the Camboy. Camboy. Yeah. That's an, uh, a, a twist surprising to no one who Fantasy can family. read the faintest coding. I'm sorry, I thought that he was an active sex worker. I mean, like a... like a. Mm. No, I mean, obviously he is a sex worker being like a cam. Right. Worker, but like... That he was involved in prostitution. That well, yeah, was that, my I read that as that well. Was, I thought that was... Clear. Yeah, I oh I agree. I think and I think that's built into the the text and subtext, and also um, cam work, performance work that mm. we've seen. Um, mm. I'm kind of side eyeing how uh, Betty and Alice and Hal are all like skirting around the blatantly obviousness of Chip's I, life. I think that like Hal is too straight to know. <laughs> what it is, and I think Alice is too middle class to accept. Like that game of using gender neutral pronouns, speaking about people, and waiting for the people in my small town to clue in, and they never do. That I'm queer coding conversations, playing that game. That, <laughs> that is that is the howls of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Then the machismo. Then the machismo. This plot feels like a lampshading of a machismo plot to me. It's so blatant. It's so ridiculous. But wait, my favorite moment. Gingerbread nice. man. Thank slap. you. A little bit slap. So good. Gingerbread man? Yeah. I did not catch that nickname and I like it a lot That's now. That's my favorite moment. <clears throat> also, everyone is insanely buff. Like, yeah. even by this show's standards. Except for the skinny Aryan kid in the back. Remember? He I did point out the skinny Aryan kid. I did do that. That is sort of one of my superpowers is being like, look at this skinny Aryan kid. <laughs> <laughs> poor kid is going to volunteer for something and Hiram's like, no, not you. You're not a main character. You're not important. It's coming up. <laughs> My agenda supersedes your education. Mm, the sheriff shows up. 
So one thing Aaron and I liked about this scene, I'm going to point it out, even mm-hmm. though the point of this is that they didn't point it out, is mm-hmm. that like there's just a gay athlete and a straight athlete being athletes, and no one's talking about, like, oh, you're too close to me. <laughs> Let us hope in future iterations of shows that have that, no one has to notice that the way I have just done. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's commentary a short time from now about how great it was to just waste Archie at this. Yeah. No sexualization. Oh, sh- yeah. And that's like a very, I love that shot. It's intimate and it's close up and it's clearly just being smushed. Yeah. There's no sexy gaze. I'm in charge. Um, uh, over the holidays, I, I was visiting a friend from uh, from Toronto and he used me as a like puppet for his Brazilian, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practice. Um, it like the least sexy experience I've ever had between a man's thighs. Like, <laughs> squeezed and choking. So, like, I flash back hard to that during this Kevin Archie wrestle game of, like, yeah, that's the least pleasant place to be. <laughs> Smooshed. Also, I mean, I know that I'm really fixating on outfits, which is, like, not something I actually care about in real life. But look at look at Betty's outfit. What mm-hmm. is... What's happening Stud here? color on top of yeah. the the grandma heart sweater. She looks like a kitten that someone put a silly bow on. <laughs> I kind of like it. Like I'd wear that IRL, but it looks funny on a television show. Mm. Um, we also missed some great Kevin lines. I really like Kevin Keller. I, I don't think they've given tell. him enough to do. Agreed. Yeah, we, wholeheartedly. We also want the spinoff of Kevin. Mm-hmm. I'm in for Kevin, but so far there's not a lot of real characterization going on, except like. He's nice. Yep. And like, yeah. And like, pretty comfortable with himself. Yeah. And it's like, cool, let's give him some depth, shall we? Apparently, he's got a love interest coming up later in the season. Mm-hmm. The rumors tell us. Um, Is it Fangs? Because, yeah, yeah, it's like, Fangs. That was very yeah, clear it's in fangs. last episode, yeah. and I was into that. And mm-hmm. do you remember Fangs from the like little Archie comics when I you so were a kid? You, you also read them. Sure. I so do. Well, that's why I kind of wanted to watch this because I kind of like. I mean, even though they were, like, problematic and, like, hetero and, like, white and Christian and middle class and, like, all of these, like, I like all the, the goofiness of it. Identity signifiers. Yeah, like, acknowledging that I never... Yeah. Yeah. None of us saw ourselves in that book, but we sure en- enjoyed these, like, yeah, the, the goofiness, like you where is Where is the fluffy sheepdog hot dog, though? Hot dog does not get enough screen time. I couldn't agree more. Hot dog is also, the Also, this is the thing that right? bothers me. Look how big his head is, and look how little her head is. Really? You're going to notice that. it every time now. It's going <laughs> to ruin your life. Now, here's Chick being really, really weirdly angry. I can't quite wrap my head around this performer. Um, I'm not quite getting everyone around you misunderstands you, and you're severely traumatized from your difficult life and care. Uh, all of his lines... I don't... Maybe he'll grow on me? What do you all think? Um, I... Mm, go for it. No, you. No, I don't... I don't... I was going to talk because what I do when Ryan stops talking is I start talking on the show, so you start. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I'm not in for it. Mm. I'm not in for it. The really creepy end shot last episode of the face hovering in, though, mm-hmm. he has one of those really interesting angular faces that you can really play for disturbing yeah. characters. Like a Twin Peaks face. Yes. Hiram fully just hung up on Jughead, though. Jughead was like, so I have, and Hiram was like, nah. <laughs> so my investigative journalism is leading with the catch, with the gotcha. Will you take my call? <laughs> I know that house. That house is in my parents' neighborhood somewhere. Really? We, That's why. We need to go, like, we've been putting off 
taking a shot in front of the Riverdale school for a while now. I feel like you should have hunting. an episode on a Riverdale tour of Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I like it. One of our hate our next hiatus week. Let's go on a road trip. Yeah. Around we'll our have own a hiatus town. summer. Here's Betty being kind of nice, but also like trying to coax him into like being her bud and like showing him her dark life. Is it also showing weird. her his dark life? Mm-hmm. It's also a little weird that she's like interested in her brother being naked. Like it, it's just like I the the sibling dynamic with mm. it's hard to know if they're doing this in a way that is like well handled or not. Mm-hmm. I feel a little weird about being like yeah. So here's my like like I have many wonderful wonderful like sex workers in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it wouldn't be invasive if I was like, here's my camera, have fun. Like, mm. Mm. I have my sex worker friend pick their outfits sometimes. That's that's, what, that's about as far as I get, honestly. Helping everyone pick their outfits is like one of my great yeah. joys in life. <laughs> I, my, my read is that there's nothing else Betty could have done in this situation. Like, mm. and I think, I think the show is somewhat aware of the awkwardness of her situation. Uh, as they stew her in it. You missed the great burn. I mean, I was appreciating the things you were saying. Um, but, like, I used to be worried about you in here with my daughter, and then I saw you wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, what is all this dick, and then all this dick, all these dicks everywhere. And then Archie, like, <clears throat> like shows off at the end by, like, giving his daughter a French kiss in front of him. Like, what, what, what is this? I didn't even clock <clears throat> that, but, oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. This was, like, almost where we finished yeah, watching, but, like, babe. look at this. And, like, some little bit mm, yummy. Long, lingering, yeah. Stares at him after. Like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like that KJ Appa is slightly taller than the actor playing Hiram when they go, like, nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe. Um, also because I know KJ is not actually that tall. Yeah. He's, like, as, he's, like, our height. Ariel? Aaron saw him IRL once. Yeah, we were, like, at a restaurant, and my friends were like, oh, that's the guy from Riverdale, and at the time I, like, was only vaguely aware of the show, and I was like, leave the man alone, like, let the guy eat, and they're like, no, 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 and we should maybe, and then, fortunately, I was like, no, let let this person enjoy their life, and they did, and that was cool. I mean, they weren't that insistent, but they were like, should we, should we, and I was like, no. No. The seeing, seeing famous people. He has very nice eyebrows in real life. Very fond of KJ Apple's eyebrows. I wish I had a makeup team you paying notice, attention to my you eyebrows. You notice eyebrows, Aaron. I do notice eyebrows. I always have noticed eyebrows. Here's Al being a poop to his not son. I think it's FP's son. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about how Hal and Alice's couple name would be Hallis? Ruined <laughs> <laughs> it for or, or just or just Al. Little skinny Aryan kid in the back. I missed him. I missed him again. <laughs> He's so... We will see this episode again. Okay. This oh, there true. he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, right Aww. behind KJ Appa. See, oh, I see. Yeah. He's like, I want to participate. He's the only one who's and, not insanely built. And Hiram's like, none for you. And he's like, not me? And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and that, not even stink eye, just sad eye at Archie. Yeah. He gets everything in Riverdale. It's like Harry Potter syndrome at Hogwarts. It's like, of course. <laughs> of course it goes to Archie Andrews. And here come more dicks. Like, he basically strangles Archie in public. Yep. Calls him out to get to strangle him. Uses his power, influence, and donations. And the coach is like, yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Power, influence, and donations, and sweet wrestling moves. <laughs> yep. The Lodge I special. Always, always 
Um, there's some good. I'm gonna tell on you to the FBI. Some good some wild good eyes mm-hmm. going on with mm. in that shot of strangling. Totally. The boyfriend-in-law. Yeah. Also, here is Tony. Yeah. Clearly unimpressed with Jughead, Jughead the White Crusader, mm-hmm. <laughs> writing about her family in a newspaper. I'm pretty... On point. Pretty delighted by how often this show is willing to rile Jughead up about something that is super important, and then throw him into a room full of people who have fought that fight their whole lives and who are over his righteousness. Yeah. I... I... Love Tony. So yeah. much. Also... I feel She's, like Jughead is, like, legitimately like, yes, I want to do the right thing here. And Tony's yeah. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't make shitty assumptions about my grandfather. Here's my pointed and this careful deconstruction. This wasn't your story to tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lesson mm-hmm. all writers must learn. And Jughead I'm currently seems writing an indigenous it. character in a play, and boy am I learning that hard. <laughs> and we asked for Josie plot, didn't we? We did. We've been, we've been asking. We haven't been commenting on Josie plot this, this episode. This is a great but... outfit, the yellow turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... These are well dressed. These two characters. Mm-hmm. Josie has also the use such of so transformative. Much Go on, sorry, say. Such transformative looks. Ooh. I love the range that even within this episode that we get of, of Josie visually. Um, the hair she's wearing in that last scene that's coming up, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And then shades on the warning. What does that mean? Then the weird betrayal noise of Veronica hijacking the Pussycats. Yeah. What is that about, oh, Veronica? Erin hasn't got, quite gotten there wait, yet. What? <laughs> yeah, you wait, you wait. Spoilers. Just, you wait. Oh, the Josie's like, like, bye. Good for you. This fight. Bye. Yeah. Josie's over being manipulated and gaslit, period. Uh, freedom for Josie. I love the way you say the word gas, by the way, Ryan. I don't notice my own accent. You say gas. Thank you. It's because you're Franco Alberton in your ancestry. It happens. Sometimes the accent changes a little bit when I'm visiting with my grandma. (laughs) But I also feel like, I don't know if I missed something, but that seems like a strong reaction to have. Yeah. Like, I might have missed something. I think she I love Cheryl's line here, by the way. Yeah. Which is, we're here, Jackie Onassis. (laughs) Jackie O, just O. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted the two of you. Go on. Um... Yeah. Cheryl coming to co- terms with her privilege and ignorance of history. I was surprised I liked Cheryl this cares. Scene. I was ready for Cheryl to be a bit of a fascist. Cheryl is like a great mix between really, really terrible and like, but in the last episode where she apologizes to Veronica for betraying her trust, I was like, nice. Cheryl gets it when it counts. Um, and someone, sometimes. and someone, sometimes. and someone yeah. is there to guide her and hold her hand. I've also been since very early season one rooting for a Cheryl Josie thing, and then in that episode where it's like Cheryl's into Josie, and I think it Does might it have been know? you, Ryan, who was like, "I hate that it's creepy," and I was like, "But how else would a really like rich has had everything her whole life, manipulative like mm-hmm. character like this go about it?" That is the only way Cheryl would know to court. She courted Archie by buying him a thousand dollar suit. Oh, yeah, I kind of wish she'd right. court me. Right? I could really use the money. <laughs> court me, Cheryl. And Let's then... make that into a hashtag. Please, can I? <laughs> Please court us all. We'll, we'll, we'll dating show it. I like when Kevin gets to play in the machismo. Yeah, A little bit. Fun. Like, Hi, not, Hi, not because I like machismo, just because, yes, 
yes, thank you for not pigeonholing Kevin and letting him yeah. appreciate his own sportsmanship. That's something I'm curious about, actually, as a mm. queer who is not a gay cis male queer. Mm-hmm. The intersection of machismo and gay male culture, I think, I find it very interesting from the outside. Oh boy, it's messy. Yeah, I mean, it is. This is new for me, so oh, I, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. No, but I'm listening. Yeah. Importantly, oh, yeah, the Chick Cooper talk. Scene. The Chick Cooper talk. Everything is a transaction. Every, yeah. We get a little thesis of life from Chick. I do care. <sighs> well, I'll know if you're lying, he says. Why? Why? I'm the way I am. Yeah. I can't with Betty. I can't with Betty. Betty's really deeply seated pathos as she slowly grows. Um, I, through this whole episode, was also on the, the nope Betty train. But when I thought about it in between watching, um, she's had some traumatic noise oh, in the last like three right. weeks, right? And I don't think the show's caught up with caught up with it yet. For, you know for what? Processing. You're right. She is doing a lot better. You're right. I'm not giving her enough credit. Betty of three weeks ago, Betty who didn't deal with a serial killer mess. That Betty was self righteous and shallow yeah. in many ways there were there was there was a lived uh, an experience that wasn't there yet betty of the last couple weeks when when did Oof. when did he do that that when? was season one hermione he didn't sleep with hermione no fred and fred and hermione, fred and hermione? They, they didn't sleep together they didn't no they I, were they were together they, they talk, i know they were together but they didn't didn't go that far, I mean, it might have been off screen. I thought it was implied that they were doing the thing. I thought Hiram didn't need to, didn't know about any of that. Well, Hiram knows. Like, how does how does Archie of... know? Like, is is that the reason that Molly Ringwald and Luke Perry's marriage ended? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Ugh, I don't know. The weird misaccenting hell. Like, mm. what yeah. the hell? Like, why are you emphasizing the word that hard? Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Um, oh, man. Yeah, my read was just that he's talking about Hermione. Oh, I didn't think so. I, I, I figured if he was going to be uh, machismoly furious about anything, it's going to be his wife. Despite the... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. In the uh, in the tropes that are being played. Look at how red his hair is right now. Yeah. It's, and it's not really Apparently well. it's really only like... It's only the right red in studio lighting. I've also been told it, it looks real unnatural in real life. Yeah, this, but this looks natural to you? I mean, it looks more natural than the comic books, kind of. I, yes. I, I don't know. I Like, there's looks good on screen and looks good on life. <laughs> yeah, Daddy Lodge. Music. Anyway, so here they are, like, ugh. Yeah, eating weight-cutting food, apparently. And I, I loved Archie's face in this moment. <laughs> the, yeah. This, the this is my life now. <laughs> Why? You really are punishing me, aren't you, Mr. Lodge? doesn't matter who you are. They still go to Pops, though, for their cutting food. I think that's so funny. Pops is apparently the only restaurant in town. Didn't we know that? <laughs> it sort of seems that way. Yeah. You live in Riverdale. You can go for sushi. I know where this show is shot. <laughs> Man, this would give me so many. Oh, this this weird. The the you're worrying about us. No longer speaking in code stage of their weird competitiveness. We broke bread together. It's biblical now. We broke bread together. <laughs> I don't talk are you. are the lodges like Catholicy? 
Have yeah, we gotten Catholic. that? Have we picked that up? Yeah, there's been a there's been a Catholic realness scene. Mm. Oh, I can't believe I missed out on Christian overtones. I'm usually like, ooh, there, what is they, that bad tingling feeling on yeah. my skin? <laughs> <laughs> they pray for Fred right. at the strangely very Catholic hospital chapel in yeah. Riverdale, oh. in this town that is very clearly full of like like what are they in the states? Episcopalians. There we go. Is that so many so many God words? And more Lodge family sharp Hermione's expression, yeah. Uh It's it's interesting now that Veronica is more on board with her family fixing these problems in a Lodge-ish way. And also Um, how they seem to be closer as a family. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? Did I just interrupt you like a jerk? No, that was Oh, they're having a power ladies moment. I missed this the first time. And now back to the, this is supposed to be an apology moments, uh, where Tony again carefully shepherds dear Juggy. Yes. Into less failure. Less, less is all we can hope Unimpressed grandfather was like, nope. Yeah, Tony is very patient. I think Tina, um, is that, did they make that up for the show? You know, I, I am not familiar with that tribe. We should look it up. Perhaps not the same. I had no right. I'm sorry. See, mm-hmm. it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult. I'm sorry it's hard for people. Yeah. It looks like Jughead managed it. Processing exactly how you failed, I think, is is yeah. the part that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, recognizing that. Hmm. And cut to wrestlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the most, like... Nineteen forties like, kind of a musculature and and uh onesies. Those wrestling outfits, I is that a real thing in the world? I was about to ask. Any wrestlers out there in the podcast ether, please feel free to catch us up. Uh if that is a real thing. What? Sorry, I missed it. The uh, wrestling outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are real. I worked for a dude who was a wrestler when I was still a nanny. I'm so confused yeah. I'm delighted. But, yeah, he, I don't he talked about, like, needing to, like, cut weight really fast, too. And, like, some of these dudes, like, kind of starve themselves to get down to the right weight class. It's hmm. classic kind of sports-related eating disorder situation. Yeah. Is that a classic such a boy? I'm really far removed from the world of athletics. Yeah, hmm. it doesn't get talked about too much, especially when it's dudes. Mm-hmm. A whole different subclass of eating disorders. Damn, Andrews, you sound like my little sister. Time for Thunderdome. Uh, I am enjoying the slow reinvention of Chuck Clayton. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm enjoying the large arms of Chuck Clayton. <laughs> yeah, that that dude's a babe. How do you... It's pretty handsome. What did you think of his uh, Pulp Fiction dancing last half, season half? Cute. I, I thought it was like... I've turned my act around. I even go to church, and I was like, "Has your like, as your like Jewish audience? That's not selling me on it." <laughs> but I, I mean, I get it. I obviously, think we said that. Being... I think we said that when we watched it. We were like, "Um, that doesn't help much." No, <laughs> come on, come church. on. For a lot of people, church is like really, sure. it really helpful for them. I hear. I tried to. Well, I tried to read it as the you're involved with your community more. As I tried to hear it through that filter of um my. Middle-aged grand, uh, aunt. Oh, I but I definitely noticed it. But that's what I read it as. 
but it was Pops. Great song choice. Yeah. This is a well-shot fight sequence. Yeah. I like... I like them... Is there a heartbeat? Stop. Is there really? What? I thought there was the heartbeat sound effect for a minute, but maybe I was... No, I think you're right. (gasps) Delightful. (laughs) Riverdale. (laughs) Sometimes the sound design of this show Yeah, well, There was just a nice transition from diegetic to non-diegetic, or Mm. or the other way around. I forget which term means which, because he was listening to a song and he yanked it out of his ears to talk to Veronica. Right. For reference, that is music that is heard in world versus music that is heard by the viewer only. Is that literal lettuce in with grapefruit? What are you doing, Alice? I don't know. I really... Kyle's being all like, I'm not going to come be a family. I know. I won't beg. What is Alice doing taking this from Hal Cooper? Yeah, why is Is... there no epic divorce battle? I'd be more interested in that than their trademark of a marriage. I just don't want Hal to get more screen time. Yeah, he's awful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Blossoms got significantly better once all the Blossom men were gone. Where is this shot? Where looks this autumnal in Vancouver ever? Could be where the um, Apple Festival takes place up near UBC. Yeah, I'd be. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Specific Spirit or some iteration. Heck, this could be in front of the Chan Center for all I know. Oh, I've seen God. them set up a lot of fairs there and festivals. A wedding once for Smallville. Really? Yeah, the Rose Garden turned into Lex Luthor's backyard. Are you touched by Hiram right now? Yeah, always. I mean, but I wish physically, but allow. Look at the heights in this. Like, I, I don't have a... Some people prefer someone tall. Some people prefer someone short. Mm-hmm. I don't have a preference. Yeah, me but mm-hmm. it is notable to me. There are a difference in that shot. Yeah. Oh, chick. Alice being unironically happy for a moment is almost weird. And you know what you let into our house. Oh my god, you tried to have make women have abortions for your convenience. Who are you? <laughs> Don't do this. You are do not have the moral high ground. Mm-hmm. He is so deeply awful. And like, yep, I'm gonna just go look through all the stuff looking for what I want to find. <sighs> yeah, Hal. Mm-hmm. It's chicks. Fight the fight no, you have to go, Hal. Well, this is what she says. Mm-hmm. You out once and I'll do it again. Yes, Way please to go, do, Alice. Please do it. <laughs> I'm Throw really on far. your team, but get it, girl. Mm-hmm. As they say. As they say. In fact, not get it. Get rid of it. This shot is oh. spectacular. <laughs> also, the brooch that kind of is similar in motif to Cheryl's spider brooch. Oh, yeah. I love that. In steps Mrs. Blossom. Oh, oh I love it. say what it is. Oh, not what does it say, but what does it look like? That's the word I was looking for. So this no. <laughs> Veronica and the Pussycats. No. Veronica is in full betraying my friends level of scheming. This is the first episode where I've really felt Veronica the antagonist. And I want that so much because in the comics, yeah. I mean, not that there's anything akin to the comics except the names. <laughs> yes. But also just like, yes, I want vindictive Veronica. Yeah. They've earned it now. Like, I'm, I've enjoyed her story and her... The cat just fell. fell. <laughs> the cat did just, just fall. stretched and fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dario, we saw that. We saw that. Also, Veronica looks super good in the scene. The cat in, our, in the physical house, not the show, in case you're confused. As we oh, watch the pussycats sing. Oh, yeah. Um, Were you jealous of the kitty cats on the screen, Dario? Are... <laughs> 
So this is what happens. Yep. The blandest protest signs. The blandest pro... Yeah, I know. That we can I, achieve. I don't know. I, I like the font on the Honor the Land. Honor this land. I mean, like, they're great. right. They don't... Uh, your, do your signs have to be fancy in order for you to... I don't no. know. It's, it's not the calligraphy that bothers me. It's the fact no. that their messaging is clearly quite filtered to not act be confrontational to the real world, if that makes sense. Yes. I love that Cheryl is, like, on the edge of joining the protesters. They and do I say don't... stolen land on there, though, which I appreciated. Yeah. And I love Tony's activist moment yeah, here. Tony. Dario's joined us I'm on our so laps now. This is a really good Tony. cat, everybody. Yep. There are many so cats. This one is here for us. Yes. You might even hear the purrs. Uh, I'm pretending the purrs are for Tony's righteous. Cheryl um, just nodding good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, Support Tony. your future girlfriend, Cheryl. Is this what's going to bring Tony and Cheryl together? Oh, please. Is this the reconciliation romance? And here's this businessman who steps in and is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this okay. Mm-hmm. And take this moment away from this young, black, bisexual, indigenous woman. Yep. Um, CW, <sighs> this may be the first non-documentary, non-news e- existence of a black, indigenous, bisexual woman on my screen ever. Other than the actual ones on the news. Yes. Also, this moment is so real. This moment where the rich dude and like, look at her steps face. in Amazing. and like kind of makes mm-hmm. like smooths it all over. You know what I mean? And like that. Grandfather Topaz. It's like you can't fix this now, kid. Like this don't is don't what it turn is. this around and make it look like we are like yeah, yeah. like Jughead who's like ah oh, make a scene. It's like do you uh. understand that this reflects like on us like. It won't affect you, Jughead. Like, yeah. Oh. See, these are the things that, like. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. Mrs. Blossom just solicited Mr. Cooper. I'm so here for that affair. And so is Hal. It seems. I just take them both <laughs> off my screen. It's your screen. Take them both off your mm-hmm. screen. And now we're into the last scene, I believe, aren't we? We are. Um, is Chick manipulating her? I mean, he is. Yeah. But he's also... But what else is going to happen? Honestly opening up. In a way. This is... This is a thing. I almost want to like Chick here. And I think it's... He's creepy. Look at him. Just his posture. Everything is creepy. Yeah. And I think he's probably playing creepy really well. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think the actor is doing a good job of being real creepy. Mm-hmm. Tario's getting a forehand massage over here. Dario the cat. Rolling webcamming to escape and to make money. I mean, like, yeah. That would be a reasonable webcam. This does lead me to believe we're gonna get webcam girl Betty. And that's not necessarily a character progression I'm super excited for. I am loving the sex-positive sex worker representation. Uh, I'd like for one of them to be a little less ambiguous. But yeah. I don't know that Betty's in this for the self-empowering. But both the sex, reasons. but both the sex work characters in this show are like evil. Yeah, exactly. Which bugs me. I was... It does seem like a like a sex worker negative universe, mm-hmm. wherein there are characters, the dark education of Betty. Yeah, right. You know nothing, Jughead Jones. Right. The criminal apprenticeship of Archie. Jughead Jones is going to be a, like a like. The worst feature for Jughead Jones that he could deserve right now is teaching creative writing bitterly 
at a like C rank college. That's literally yeah. my life goal. <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks. Just all of his angry dude commentary in the narration tracks. Yeah. I can see him espousing that misery to a whole generation of bright-eyed young people trying to. That's right, Hiram. I do not approve of that shit you pulled earlier. Oops. Damn it. That's okay. I got so close. We got so far with Mary Swear. I tried really we hard. No, there was one there was one S H I T word earlier in the podcast. And a lot of dicks. I don't know. And I said dick. Dick isn't a nasty word. It's true. I mean I like that Hiram's like, as long as you're dating Veronica, I'm gonna demand the best of you. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of awesome. I'll take it. In like yeah. an internship. I'm gonna who who is Archie playing now? Mm-hmm. Himself. I mean, really, though. <laughs> Rob's. Yeah. I want to know how one Jughead knows all this stuff. Mm. Or is this in the future? Mm. Yeah, like, like, where is the narrative positioning coming from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the great messes of the show. Mm. It's all over the place. But not Hiram's collar right now. Hiram's collar is not one of the great messes of this show. That collar is quite spectacular. Yeah, it, it is popped, and also he is determined to blame this on the serpents, which I think is an interesting plot twist. Now that we have the, like, indigenous Whoa. history of the serpents, that's a whole new fresh layer. Oh, Good timing, Dario. Dario tried to rip the um, um, headphones out of us. <laughs> Just in time for the episode to end. What good timing, Kitty. Also, can we talk about how much I do not enjoy the end music? Mm. I don't like the end music. I get either. like six notes in and I'm like, wah. Yeah. That was Chloe and Ryan with the end music of Riverdale. We've been there too often. Okay, how do we feel about the politics of this episode? I don't know how to feel. Someone tell me how to feel right now. I don't know. I traded my feelings for donuts. They're trying really hard. Right now, I'm really They're trying really hard to do the things that need to be on television, I think. It does it seems like the intentions are there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the person like being like a like white middle class person. I don't know if I'm the person to be mm. like this show has done well or not. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't really think that that's something that I am able to assess mm. with any authority. Um I think that's. I think I really like Tony. Yeah, yeah. I, that's like kind of my takeaway. Is like, oh, cool, someone to actually like in this show. Yeah. Oh, are you getting so many scratches? Sorry. Sorry. No, the the cat's a character on this. On yeah. this Podcast. He's, su- he's made supporting character at least. By the way, Riverdale gang, Alina has left us. The old kitty, oh, and we baby. have a new kitty, Arya, who has joined us. She's still skittish. She was a little skittish still. But she's a really she's good headbutter. She's a real good headbutter. I bet you'll hear her soon enough when she gets acclimatized. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't have the authority to assess how well this show did. Mm-hmm. But what I do feel is that it, like, maybe I didn't recognize that actor from Twilight because I just maybe feel like the show has turned into Twilight all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like More werewolves in Riverdale. Yeah, More gonna, Riverdale werewolves. I'm here for it. Like, the north and south side like this is a trope that keeps turning up in our popular culture about the underdog indigenous gang essentially because that's Mm. basically what the werewolves are in in um Mm. twilight yep and the like 
honorable but problematic upper class white people that they mm. are combative against. Like we, this is a trope we keep using. No, and I'm interested in that. Some, yeah. Something I can, I, I that does ring true for me. Um, growing up in a small town where there was still considerable unspoken segregation. Mm-hmm. And where much of the crime and gang activity was um, uh, fairly or unfairly uh, attributed and relegated to indigenous gangs, um, that's a very real thing. Uh, that is all the more real than Riverdale. Um, I think even realized, perhaps. Uh, yeah, the show is suddenly becoming rather Canadian. In- this maple syrup and these indigenous rights protests. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't happen in the states, obviously, but. Yeah. That, that Yeah, that particular conversation at this particular time uh, definitely rings true for a Canadian perspective and yeah. for the small-town Canadiana issue. Um, a lot of class divide is very coded uh, racial divide mm-hmm. in small-town mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, and the racial divide is uh, pretty consistently includes a white settler indigenous rift uh, among mm. all the other uh, I guess it's like a normal small divides. town, like in North America. I've d- I didn't grow up in a small town. Where so did I you grow up? I grew up here. I grew up in Vancouver. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which and it's not like there isn't a white indigenous divide in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it takes on different iterations, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up in Toronto, and it it just I don't understand the small town mm-hmm. uh, dynamics super well. Right. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to hear small town perspectives because I'm just like, okay, like I couldn't tell you if Riverdale is talking about small towns with any accuracy or not. Yeah. I don't know. That definitely rings true for me. Um, earlier in, in the first half of the season, um, I was reading some really lovely and important feedback on the lodges from uh, Latinx viewers. Um, and there is a really good critical commentary out there discussing the positives of having um, this Latinx family who uh, whose characters and position on the show and uh, actions are not essential or rooted into their racial identity with very strong fair criticism of um, missing missing cultural details and coding uh, the things that don't ring true for Latinx viewers of the family dynamics, the the way the lodges talk to each other, the things that aren't running, aren't being done well or being done right. That mm-hmm. um, having the right people in the writers' room probably could help with having. It's hard to. I imagine it's hard to mm-hmm. write a culture you're not from because you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know what the writers of this show look yeah. like. I, like, I don't know if it's. Yeah, I've seen that done successfully once mm-hmm. by a Jewish writer, actually, Tony Kushner, writing about wasp culture. Mm. Uh, wasp culture, but wasp the culture. wasp culture is pervasive and yeah, invisible to most people. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it I consider defaulty. wasp. I mean, it's not, but it's treated as such. Mm, yeah, um, media defaulty. For Sorry. sure. So I, I feel like wasp culture, it's like anyone can write about No, it. I agree, but mm. I've seen it done badly. Like, and I'm not offended by that as someone who's super waspy, like, please write waspy characters badly because we've been doing it for always. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. please do that. But, um, but I remember, like, that feeling of being seen 
really, really vividly. Mm. And mm. it was um, su- surprisingly emotional for me. Like, I, like no one... Anyway, it doesn't matter. With the, I don't mean to recenter whiteness. But I, it is hard to write a culture that you're not from. And, like, mm-hmm. how does one go about doing that? Or does one go about doing that? I mean, um, I think yeah. we, I think we must as writers write from perspectives that aren't our own. Sometimes, hmm. I think that's I don't I'm not gonna say it's an obligation, but I do think it's a um, hmm. uh, it's a possibility that we can't be closed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Mm, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would need to think more about it. But I, you were saying about um, mm. the lodges, about this critique of the lodges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as I, as I was talking about this, um, it occurred to me, I believe that the, the, I don't know if it's the showrunner, but certainly the director of this episode is, is Latinx. Um, I was reading a bit about him. No, Roberto um, Seguire, Seguire, what's his last, other last name? Yes. Seguire something. I also don't remember it, but I'm looking it up as I talk. Um... Yeah, um, so there is, in the leadership team, Latinx people who mm-hmm. should should know how to do that, portray that lived experience well. Um, the show is still failing, um, and there are so many interesting things about the hows and the whys of where that failure is. Um, I suspect there is a huge systemic component um, in the CW, in the production team, and in the default assumptions of everyone, even people with marginalized identities, mm-hmm. uh, that you can easily fall into the, um, the waspiness assumptions when in doubt of mm-hmm. a, of a, of a mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. and fought for truth. Um, yeah. I am full blown distracted by this cat. This cat's real good at that. Look at this cat. Roberto oh, I wish you could Aguirre all see this cat. Oh, sorry, not Sakasa. No, Aguirre Sakasa. Aguirre Sakasa. That R has a special pronunciation in Spanish. It's like an extra Mm. trill. Right. But I'm not going to try it. I definitely don't speak Spanish. Um, And neither do the lodges very much. Um, But interesting that that... I'm really excited by that um, analysis happening. Um, Because... This tells me both that people are seeing themselves in these characters, that there's some successes happening, and that they're sticking around and caring enough to critique lovingly, that mm. there's enough good to be worth challenging uh, challenging what can be better. One of the fascinating things I heard about Riverdale uh, was that for the first time in several years, I don't know the exact figure, mm-hmm. teen television... Mm. Not Netflix. Television viewership is way up because mm. of this show. And only for this show. So teenagers right now are watching Riverdale huh. on TV. Which is a thing that... I didn't uh, think teenagers still did. <laughs> it's, it's a thing that I haven't done since probably before I was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, look at yeah. look at all these like shows we think of as successful. For example, Community. Yeah. Like... No one actually watched that on network television. No, we yeah, all it was one pirated that noise. And... I never actually watched it. What? Okay, we'll get to that later. Third podcast, do deep community oh. rewatch. Uh, no, I'll just quote the whole thing to you and be the worst. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's an interesting thing about Riverdale is that this is an extremely popular show 
in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. So something about this is really registering with people. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. And it is interesting. And I also, I sometimes teach um, poetry workshops in schools. And I went into an elementary school. I think it was mm. grade seven class last year. And it was when Riverdale was just coming out. And one of the girls in the class had a Jughead hat. And it was before I was like fully uh, aware of Riverdale. Mm. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that like, People who were still into Jughead. And they were like, oh, Jughead is so hot. And like Jughead is like, and I was like, I'm missing missing a thing. (laughs) I I don't get the appeal, but I'm happy for, I'm happy for everybody and Jughead. Really? Oh, Oh, yeah. Hard pass. Um, (laughs) But like, people are really excited about this. This show is like Mm -hmm. informing like, like, I don't know, the way that I guess my peer group I don't know what it was we watched where we were like, ah, oh, yes, high school. These are dramas of high school. Mm. And just how much the, the portrayed dramas of high school have advanced. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and like how much the, the show really feels the need to push boundaries. Yes. And, and sometimes without serving any real purpose except to push boundaries. I agree. Um, And I, I feel like, I, I don't know. It's like you could really do some good work if you dug into one of these things you're Pick one talking and about. focus. Um, instead yeah. of just like, it's otherwise, it's kind of pandering. Um, I, oh, yeah. There's yes. some huge pandering in this show. I agree. Which there's, I like, mean, I, there's like queer baiting in this show, I think. Oh, yeah. The, the first episode. Yeah. The, like yes. random Betty and Veronica kiss. Which that I was, was kind of emotions. like, oh, boo. Like, like being like a queer woman. I was just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I really I'll, liked I'll when Cheryl was like, one. fake lesbian kissing is out, has been since Britney <laughs> and Madonna or whatever. I was like, yeah, come on. That was one yeah. of my definitive first falling in love with Cheryl lines. Oh, I when just... she called them out on their own metatextual noise. Yeah. I love the metatextuality in this show so much. The plot thickens is still one of my favorite lines in this entire show. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, one of the things I love about this show actually is how they like one of the things I didn't like about Mean Girls mm. I know I'm not supposed to dislike Mean Girls but I dislike Mean Girls as long as you know you're not supposed to dislike it is <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't find the dynamics between like the female friendship dynamics remotely mm. real what? Mm. I did not and I, I admit like I, part of the reason is because I'm like agendered and I don't connect all that hard to female some, some parts of female identity mm. but I was in the thick of like female friendship dynamics as a teenager mm-hmm. for sure as a preteen and as a teenager right and um i feel like this show gets closer to it than mean girls did really? i do because None like friendships feel authentic in this show to me that's probably what i mean like friendships mm. are sort of like like constantly shifting in high school and like mm. like the status in particular that cheryl has this unattainable popular girl that no one really likes but mm. everyone kind of manages feels very familiar to me See, mm. my friendships didn't shift a lot throughout high school. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. These friendships feel... I mean, the friendships in Mean Girls, I get it. It's like, it was very, like... Sh- it portrayed, like, a lot of shallowness in girls. Mm. I think the plastics didn't have a very similar... Yeah. Uh, like, a very familiar female friendship dynamic. But, but the, when you got into the, like, mm-hmm. cliques when they were all working out their problems in the end, those felt like very real things to mm-hmm. me. But it was not the main characters. I, I don't know. The yeah. friendships in the show, I'm just like, 
you're all like there for each other and in each other's corner, but like I don't see you guys ever enjoying each other in any way. Mm. Well, I like I enjoyed my female friends, but there was still like there was still a um there wasn't I I didn't feel absolute safety in a lot of my friendships. Mm. And that Do was you what, now? Yeah. I feel absolute safety in several of my friendships. Whoa. Whoa. Well, wow, that's an interesting conversation we're going to have podcast <laughs> over. Um, not very many of them, to be fair, but in certain ones I feel almost absolute safety, and that's what feels real about this show to me, is that none of these friendships are safe. Hmm. It took me a long time to feel safe in friendships. Right. I, I guess I just don't believe in the concept of safe people. Like, Well, no, hmm. but I mean, like, all things being equal. <laughs> right, hmm. but it's like people being in this, each other's corner to this degree is like... Hmm. Not even necessarily healthy. It's like, yeah, let's go along and potentially get murdered together because right. we're friends. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is not, this is right. not what I... There's no sober yeah. second thought happening at any point here. No, that's true. These are characters who are very willing to chase uh, chase the drama a little bit. I There are moments I really like of that. Like Archie Archie signing on to help Jughead dig himself out of the, the hole he keeps digging like three or four times. But, that's but I also don't believe the Archie Jughead friendship. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like we jumped in at that point in life where they are no are growing apart. Mm. I believe like those are the characters who started yeah, as friends. That's a good and point. who are completely going different routes. Mm-hmm. Um, is my read on Archie Jughead? What? Yeah, I, I don't think we've ever seen them be good friends on screen in that casual, comfortable, loving, no. happy way. By the way, Ryan Karen, yeah. I want to know why you have paused the show here. Oh. Because because <laughs> I feel like when I moved the computer earlier, you had an audiophile freak out, and I'm wondering if you want us to re-record, or if we're just going to have this be on the <laughs> podcast so that people know why there's a huge noise partway through the beginning of this episode. Well, I'm going to mute that. Um, oh, I'm paused here entirely because I was trying to get the, um, the uh, showrunner's name in the credits. Oh. I was trying to find that, and I couldn't, so instead I pulled out my phone and turned off airplane mode and pulled up IMDb. And then a text came in while I was talking. Also, there's a cat meowing. A needy cat, a needy it sounds. Hmm? Um, how are we feeling? How are we feeling, Riverdale gang? Have we come to the end of our discussions? The cat sounds like a good button to me, I think. Yeah. No. Some last thoughts on this episode? Any, any what What sticks? Um... I'm interested to know what they do with this narrative in the next episode. I really want them to yeah, treat this well and not like one of the things that they briefly touch on for an episode and yeah. then never mm-hmm. come back to. Um, what sticks for me is why are Archie and Hiram having a dick off? Yeah. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Um, I don't think it's even about Veronica at this point, really, for either of them. Is it about Fred and Hermione? Like, what? I don't know. Because, I mean, Hiram, Fred doesn't hold a candle to you. (laughs) We've discussed this. (laughs) And now that we've come full circle. I mean, like, ethically, Hiram doesn't hold a candle to Fred. True. On that one regard. Uh, I feel like Hermione has made her bed in that and made her some clear choices, though, as far as her ethical priorities. Yeah. Well, 
Riverdale is shot on, and this podcast is recorded on unceded Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish territory. Thank you to Michael. Thank you to Thunderquack. Thank you to Patreon Patreon. We still haven't agreed on how that's pronounced. Either and thank you to Aaron for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for Aaron having and, and all her caustic wit. Our first proper guest. Yes. Other than Dario. I'm the first guest? You're the first guest. Yeah, except for Dario. Ha! Dario. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Riverdale gang. It's been... Fun to watch the show with someone in real life. Mm -hmm. That's basically why we do this podcast. It's almost worse when you watch it with other people. Right. Yep. It magnifies everything for better or for worse. True. Um, I entirely asked that last thought question because I really just want to say I wanted them to take the whole statue down. I wanted them just... I'm disappointed they stopped at the head. This was my last thought. Maybe it will be the slow beginning of a dismembering of General Pickens and then of the entire <laughs> American military-industrial complex. And then the FBI, and then the presidency, and then I'll just be happy. It all starts with Tony Topaz. <laughs> I'll be <in> Tony! <laughs> Women of color will lead the revolution. See you next time, Riverdale Gang. <laughs>